0: Welcome to Reactive. I'm Khalil, and I'm here with uh, Henning. Hello. And Raquel. You're back! Welcome! (laughs) Yay! I made it back. Uh, It's crazy. The gang's all
1: here! (laughs) It's been a
2: while. Wow.
1: It's been. I think... I haven't actually run the numbers, but something tells me that this is only the second time in, like two months that the three of us have all been on the same podcast episode wow. yeah
0: it's possible <laughs> oh.
2: it's gonna get really sketchy from very soon on anyway so
1: yeah but for the moment
2: i'll be in a kayak somewhere in the ocean <laughs> <laughs> are you are
1: you kayaking what about it's your kids cheaper. no you, are, you need to have a canoe i right?
2: can't afford so that, it yeah canoe canoe or things. kayak i guess
1: yeah <laughs> but kayaks are only for one person right
2: Oh, there's, I think there's double kayaks.
1: Oh, well, okay, but you have three kids. Um. <laughs> All right. I can uh,
2: behind me in another kayak. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
1: Put them on the little floaty tubes. The little, yeah. you know. Okay, anyway. Well, that's cool. Yay, Rob.
2: <laughs>
0: Yay.
1: <laughs> so what's been happening? What's new? What's
0: exciting? <clears throat> uh what's new, what's exciting. So uh so the reason why I wasn't uh present for the full last two times is because my wife is pregnant six month pre- six months now, I think. And woohoo! woohoo! And there is a lot of things to uh do and appointments to go to and stuff like that. So we'll see how uh what's happening. Uh but I'm I'm always gonna try to to make it uh, to the to the show of course but um, it might be still sketchy also uh, <sighs> so there will be shows definitely when uh, when when Henning is uh, in the ocean with the kayak and I'm doing stuff <laughs> because of the pregnancy then and so have, it's
1: just going to be me it's
0: just you and uh, the news of the week <laughs> so, Welcome to the news. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yes. Something like that. Oh, I don't man. know. No, we'll, we'll, actually, we'll figure like, it out. Pair. We'll be fine.
2: Oh, well, man. well. Congratulations. So we're having another reactive baby then. Yes.
1: My reactive awesome. babies. Oh, my goodness. Congratulations.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.
1: And, you know, um, good news. You have somebody who you can ask for all the advice. That person is not me. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm right, sure yeah. Henning has a few pointers.
2: <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome.
0: Uh, I'm sure oh, I'll yeah. come back to that
2: at some point. Enjoy your time now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, goodness. It's, it's, going so say, it's, yeah, yeah. it's going to be fine. It's going to be No, no, no. I don't mean that. Just uh, enjoy your sleep.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> Hey, mate, I heard that there are babies that sleep. Some, sleep? Do, yes. uh, some do, yes. Some do.
2: According to my study, thirty <laughs> percent.
0: <laughs> what is this? What is the sample? Uh, what is uh, the, the sample? Three rate? babies. Three? Okay. <laughs> so one out of three. Oh goodness. That works. <clears throat> Yeah, so, uh, Raquel, you came with a bucket, uh, a full bucket of subjects, so uh, let's let's dig in.
1: Okay, yeah, no, I actually did my, I actually did a little bit of homework today. Um, nice. I don't know what compelled me to do that, but I did. Um, <laughs> so, some interesting pieces of information. Um, so, some Node news. I know not everybody uh, who listens to our podcast really cares about Node, but... Um, for those, of you, for those of you who are semi-interested, uh, it has been confirmed that NASA is working on some spacesuits that are running Node in the suit. So that's kind of interesting.
0: What? That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. What so, does that mean, though? What, what does that mean? I don't get it.
1: <laughs> so it means, OK, on, on the highest, highest level possible, it means that NASA is playing with Node and cool. NPM. And,
0: NPM you know, install space suits. <laughs> but, uh, holy cow that Minus is so cool G.
1: it's pretty neat now of course my first reaction was oh god oh god no 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 no, no don't do that <laughs> um but but uh i have insider information that apparently they're using it for a heads-up display in the suit so it's not actually running anything like handling oxygen levels or like you know <laughs> there's no hardware component to this. It is simply a heads up display. It's just to
0: read Twitter basically.
1: Right. Exactly. Read Twitter, (laughs) Twitter find out, you know, get the, get the latest, uh, text messages from your
0: dog. Yeah. Um, you know,
1: but, but that's kind of cool. They're not in space yet. Um, the way that NASA works, it might be like five to 15 years before they're actually in space proper. Mm -hmm. Um, but,, uh, but that's pretty cool, right? Like this, I think a lot of people associate NASA with like C and Fortran, and uh, lots of lots of super heavy duty maybe Python. Um, and uh, yeah,
2: that is, so that is really cool. That's not kind of cool. I mean, that's like open source software in in space. Wow. Yeah.
0: well, so does that yeah. mean that the, like the um the spacesuit has a computer built in? I guess yes. it must be, yes. must right. And then on that computer, Node runs on that computer and in the spacesuit. Correct. Okay.
1: That there is something that's running Node so that they can, you know, yeah. have speedy... Now, what I want to know is, why did they choose Node? hmm Right? And is it, like, could it be, like, off the top of my head, I could see it for, like, some sort of real-time type of stuff, which is kind of the traditional usage... Of Node, like why people choose Node. Like they want something real time with lots of threads and whatever, without it actually being threaded. Um, But then I'm kind of wondering if another reason, and I'm totally just making this up like right now, um, is could it be that they really like the modularity of the Node ecosystem? Just like, oh, okay, well, I need this little piece and that little piece and this little piece. Because it used to be, like, I, I can remember a few years ago. People were like, "Oh, why would I ever use Node? I love Ruby." Da 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 da. And I would say things like, "Well, if you just want a static web page, then you know PHP is fine. It doesn't really matter. Node is not like the greatest thing ever since sliced bread for static websites. You know, you really want it for other things. But if you just really love the Node ecosystem, Node and NPM, and just lots of open source developers and blah blah blah, then." Maybe you still choose Node over something like PHP or Ruby or, or whatever just because of the modularity.
0: I have no idea. It's a good question. I'm, <clears throat> I mean, in this uh, the whole like Internet of Things world, um, there's that that's, that seems to be one of the first things that people are trying to do. They're trying to get Node running on any kind of machine, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's maybe it's just. Um, and when you get that so nobody's trying to I, I i mean i have never heard of somebody kind of buying a raspberry pi and then having like a php server running on there
2: or something mm-hmm. like that
0: <laughs> but i think it works with node well i don't know i never tried it so uh, it does it does right okay good good <laughs> good so so this is what try, what i'm trying to go 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 at right because with it, with this world where there's some sort of like low powered hardware uh, and people are trying to run programs on it, uh, especially beginners or people who come from web development, they always have, or they can now because they can run JavaScript and those things. And maybe, uh, maybe it has something to do with that because it's just like everybody just tries to do that on every kind of type of har- hardware or something like that. And, and then, of course, then the modularity, I'm sure, could be a, a factor and, and just the possibilities that you get through that, yeah. Package management, yeah, maybe.
2: Yeah, or maybe just cost. I don't know, but it's it's very interesting because, um, <clears throat> I mean, this is obviously, I guess, not a not a life support system or anything like that. But they, NASA, you know, they used to <laughs> build their own hard drives because of testing requirements and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's why things were so horrendously expensive and took so long to build. And, you know, the shuttle ran on really, really old stuff just because of that. Replacing it was, like, impossible. Um, so maybe, I mean, this is, yeah, I don't know, a cost thing. Uh, who knows? Is yeah. there any way? I mean, where, where did you get this info? Is it, is it from um, some kind of press there's release? A, or is it- there's
1: a Twitter conversation <laughs> between the, like, CTO or VP of engineering or something uh, of of NASA with one of the NPM Wombats.
2: <laughs> oh. And so,
1: like, um, one of my coworkers, workers ben, ben Co., uh, was talking with uh, a person who definitely is in the know at NASA. And it's just like, um, wait, so am I to understand that NASA's using Node? And they were like, yeah, we're, we're using it in our spacesuits.
2: Oh. <laughs> The whole world is over. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: well, maybe you can ask him to ask some more questions. This is super yeah. interesting.
1: <laughs> I'll see what I can do. I can, I'll All see right. what I can do. Um, but speaking of Node, other big Node news, Samsung, the electronics company, has purchased Joint, which um, used to be or currently still holds the trademark for Node, but uh, those of y'all who have been following along with the Node ecosystem, um, Node was born from somebody who worked at Joint, and for a long time it was kind of owned and and shepherded by Joint. Um, Joint is a it's like a, a a platform as a service company. They do you know they spin up servers and all that good stuff. Um, and in the last couple of years, there was this whole. Uh, move to get Node out of joint and into his own foundation, which has kind of been doing this whole thing. Um, but a lot of people in the Node community saw this. Oh, sorry. Arg! Why? Uh. Oh, no. <laughs> mute. How do I mute you? No. Um.
2: Please hold. Pick up and hang up.
1: <laughs> I can't do that.
0: i just... Uh...
1: I'm just I'm hanging out in someone's office and <laughs>
0: <laughs> just just pick up the phone just say, hey what's up oh, uh, no no the- okay,
2: you're unreactive
0: okay. <laughs> caller <laughs> first caller
1: congratulations you are the first caller ever to our show and for, as a result you win a prize of empty you know. silence <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, anyway, so <laughs> please feel free to edit that out, Khalil. Um, Are you crazy? I am <laughs> <laughs> perfectly... Um, okay, uh, so anyway, so, <laughs> uh, so so Samsung buying Joyant, a lot of people saw that as, oh my goodness, has Samsung bought Node? And it's like, no, no, it hasn't. It just bought Joyant and, you know... Big de doo because joint doesn't own Node, so Samsung couldn't have owned Node either. They do still own the trademark, so that means that Samsung, I guess, would own the trademark for Node. But I don't know. There's, I'm sure, there's stuff going on in the Foundation land that I have not paid any attention to at all. Um,
2: so yeah. Well, when thank you say God. It owns the trademark that's just the name, right? Yeah, I believe. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, th- thank God that the Foundation Node out of Joint, because that was exactly why they did it, right? Because now, if 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 Samsung would own Node, like it could be, it could really, it could, it w- would be very possible they could just die. I mean, somebody would fork it, I guess, and then there would Again. be like a new, exactly, it would be like a new <laughs> Node or whatever, and that would But still, like it would, it could have been tragic anyway. So it's good. Mm-hmm. Well, congr- congratulations to Joint. It's great. Yeah. Uh, so I also, I I saw that article. I think they, uh, they're just going to keep running joint as is, or was it like an acqui hire or something like that? Do you know?
1: Um, I think they're going to keep running it as, I think, I think the whole point was they wanted a platform services company. Okay. And they figured, you know, Hey, joint, you seem pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I imagine, I imagine that's exactly what happens in these like super, like yeah. fancy boardrooms. Just like, hmm, I could really use a company now. Hmm. Oh, yeah, it's interesting
0: because they also they're coming up um so the interesting story at work we um uh we figured out so there was so so we have a a huge um what you call it a sample uh of users so we have a lot of users right like there's uh 30 or 40 million people using those web applications uh, from my company in like mm-hmm. Germany, Austria, Switzerland, and stuff like that, and they and we were tr- and there was some questions about which browsers are we supposed to support with with our apl- application stack and stuff, and um, they they dug into there was there was su- some operating system that popped up. Um, <coughs> Like, it's on the rise. There's an operating system that's on the rise that is called, shoot, I forgot the name of it. But it's it's Samsung's uh, Samsung's Android alternative. So they have their own kind of oper- uh, operating system for phones and for Internet of Things and stuff like that. Okay. And, uh, yeah. And it has its own... It, they have some sort of a webkit browser on it and stuff like that and it kind of it's on the rise and it's only on Samsung phones and other Samsung products and if and I could imagine because they, they also now they're bringing the Samsung phone that has that operating system is just now coming to Germany it has been sold a lot I think in Asia and stuff and it's coming now to Germany and it it's, uh, looks very much like Android and feels like it but it's much cheaper it's a cheaper phone, at least, mm. and uh, and uh, I could imagine if they're doing their own operating system for phones, then maybe they also want to have their own kind of like yeah, server kind of service and stuff like that that they wanna that they can build on and also maybe farm out, yeah, or sell. So maybe it has, it has to do with that, could be. <laughs> like, uh, Who knows? Who knows? It's, it's, it's because because then they would be like Microsoft. They would be like Apple or similar because Apple has their own kind of like back, back end. Google has their own back end. Microsoft has their Azure stuff. Amazon, like it seems like all the big companies have to have their own kind of services, server services thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's just like speculation, but I thought it was interesting.
1: Indeed. Well, you know. Huzzah. <laughs> so let's see, what else? <clears throat> Y'all have anything? Because I've I've got more, but I don't want to. Keep going. Keep going. Okay.
0: Yeah, it's just go, so, go through all your stuff.
1: Let's see. There was a really fun tweet today uh, about uh, game developer Barbie.
2: Oh I saw that. That was awesome. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. So so there's um Barbie Mattel has created a Barbie that does game development and she's pretty cool. She's got, like, a laptop, and she's got glasses, and, like, she, she's super, super cool. Um, but she only comes in one skin tone. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what one enterprising uh, person has done, uh, apparently their partner was really wanted one, but was really sad that it only came in one skin tone um so so what this person did is they went in and found a different type of barbie with uh, a more uh aligned skin tone and basically just changed out the clothes changed out the hair put the different (laughs) accessories and then put the new barbie into the uh, into the original barbie's box and so and then then handed it to their partner as ta-da I found you on.
2: <laughs> yeah. I love the picture series because it's, yes. you know, it's first it's the actual game or the one that they made. Then the, the second one and the third one is the, like the combined one. So it's really cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it's, it's pretty cute.
2: That's cool. I didn't see it.
1: Okay. Well, we'll, we shall we'll link it
2: in, it in the, the show notes. Yes.
1: <laughs> um, I just, but I also think I think it's really cool that Mattel has created a game developer Barbie. Like, um, I know that there are a lot of people, um, especially young girls, who play with Barbies, and for like the first ten years of their lives, will just kind of live in the world that Barbie has created um, into the into like the prefabricated world of Barbie. Because it's just a little bit like their their imaginations are incredible, but sometimes you start off with whatever's on the picture on the box and you're like, oh, okay, so this is sporty Barbie in her convertible. And so you start off with this idea of Barbie's in a convertible and hey, there's Ken. Let's pick Ken up and let's go to the beach. Yay! And then, you know, all sorts of fun adventures happen at the beach. But uh, to have like, I'm just trying to imagine myself, if I had had a game developer Barbie growing up, like what a huge game changer that would have been for me. Like, massive game changer. I probably would have gotten into into programming, like, way earlier than I did... Like, I got into it in high school. Like, I was 17 when I first started writing code. And that's pretty early, let's be honest. Um, But, like, if I had started at, like, 4 or 7 because, like, Barbie was doing it, then I could do it too. I don't know. It would have just been totally hugely changing of everything in my head i've been like oh my god so basically what i'm trying to say is you're seven and eight year olds i'm jealous
2: (laughs) (laughs) no that's that's i absolutely agree and i can see that that with my daughter and um yeah i'm so glad my my wife is in a profession that um it's it's like normal for our kids that okay mommy's a doctor you know and uh that's something they have to to look up to and it, it makes a huge difference what kind of role models you have either in person or in your toys and that's mm-hmm. that is huge
1: yeah yeah exactly yeah. that's great um so let's see what else um oh so can we start talking about politics sure i always get yeah. a little nervous talking about politics but this is slightly technical version <clears throat> of politics. Um, so, in the past, when political campaigns have asked Apple for uh, hardware assistance, Apple has donated property, like like a bunch of laptops and MacBooks or whatever, to political parties as they like gear up for the big election in the United States. But apparently, one. Uh, Mr. Trump has said some negative things about Apple, saying things like, well, Apple's taking our jobs away um, and, you know, other things, which I'm not going to get further into this because I might just start screaming. Um, <laughs> but Apple has, as a result, decided that they are not going to give any Apple hardware to the Republican Party this year.
2: Wow. Wow. <clears throat> but I think they're also not sponsoring the convention or something like that, right? Or yeah, supporting it. convention. Yeah.
1: yeah, they've they've withdrawn all support for the GOP convention, mm-hmm. um, and it's all because of one Mr. Trump.
2: I didn't even know that they did this hardware thing, though. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, I thought that was that was really interesting too. Mm-hmm.
2: Huh.
1: Um, so I thought that was I thought that was that was kind of interesting. It's it's this idea that. Uh, a technical company has a whole lot more power, I think, than people might expect. Now, granted, is Apple withdrawing their support of the GOP convention? Like, is that going to completely change everything? Like, honestly, if they don't have Apple computers, are they going to be unable to run for president? I don't
0: think so. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but, but it, it sends a signal, and I yeah, think that's does. extremely important. Um, I agree. And, uh, yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's the whole the whole point, I think. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: So that was kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> let's see.
0: You fired. Fired.
1: <laughs> um, speaking of politics, uh, I kind of wanted to to ask you to. Um, so by the time this episode goes out, it's going to be the same day as the, uh, what at least we in the U.S. are calling the big Brexit uh, vote, wherein the U.K. has a national, is going to be having a national vote on whether or not they should mm. stay or leave the European Union.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be and- interesting. <laughs>
1: I have nothing major technical to add to that other than I, I, I hope it doesn't make it harder for me to eventually move to Europe. Not that that has anything to do with anything, but... Well,
0: unless you're going trying to go through the UK, then you're fine. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I
2: don't <laughs> don't. No, I think it's um, it's very hard to say what it's going to do, but there's this parallel with Switzerland, for example. Mm. You know, Switzerland is not part of the EU, and they have had to negotiate and make all sorts of concessions um, to the EU in order to basically have, you know, access to the EU market in a a similar fashion as EU members do. And they have been basically in (laughs) negotiations with the EU ever since it began and are in a pretty good spot right now. And the, you know... Great Britain's just going to have to do the same thing. And if they think that it's going to sort of give them back all their um, independence and all, I I seriously doubt that. Because if they want access, and for economic reasons, they will have to or want to, I would assume, they're going to have to make compromises. And, you know, it might not be exactly the same as it is now, but they're not going to be as
0: independent as they think they
2: will be. At least that's my novice opinion.
0: I mean, so. w- what's troubling to me is that the the people who are pushing it seem to be um, all the uh, the UKIP um, uh, people. I don't know if they're a right-wing party or whatever, but they have made a, lo- a bunch of racist remarks and very insensitive remarks and also are engaged in some sort of disinformation campaign where they basically say that right now they have to pay whatever how many million per week to the eu and once they leave the eu then they don't have to which is which is nonsense first of all the numbers uh, i think don't add up they're not correct and then also um they they still would have to in order to to do trade in the eu they would have to pay for it and stuff like that so it seems to be um it's. It seems to be just on the agenda f- of some people in the UK because they're kind of using this uh, time that is kind of troubling, right? People are, like, there's there's just uh, less economic growth. There is the the refugees are coming. Ooh, scary, and um, and people are unhappy all over Europe. Basically, are yeah. you
2: there, Raquel?
1: Yeah, I'm here.
0: Hello? Can you hear me? Oh, the no, Khalil! Hello? No, come back! Hello, hello. You hello? went
2: away. <laughs> yeah, oh,
0: no. so there you are. <laughs> okay. Uh,
2: Turn off Dropbox. <laughs> so
0: what was the... Oh, that's a good point. What was the, <clears throat> the last thing you heard?
2: Uh... uh they're gonna to have to pay the money anyway and the, and the numbers don't add up
0: yeah the, mm-hmm. they don't add up and it just seems that there's a bunch of people that are kind of using this this anxiety of the population currently and and you know like things not going so well in, in Europe general in general and and stuff like that that people that there's just a few people uh, that are they're trying to to um, gain popularity by by kind of feeding that troll by f- by, by kind of making it by telli- basically telling people, "Hey, if we're going to leave the EU, everything's going to be better, this is the solution and da 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 and it's it's just mm-hmm. a political a- agenda and it it's i i'm not I'm not convinced that either or you know like one is worse than the other necessarily both can work, but the the motivation behind uh, and how people are campaigning for either for you know getting out of the EU is just is just shady so
2: yeah that's what it seems like at least
0: yeah <clears throat> so we'll see yeah <clears throat> but yeah mm. I don't know.
1: yeah awkward well we'll see what happens we'll see Hopefully, what happens you know maybe this year is mm. the year of Close calls. <laughs> 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 like, oh, but almost... Okay, good. <laughs> good news! Everything's going to be okay. <sighs> oh,
0: but we'll see. <laughs> no, it is. Um,
1: yeah. Hard. So, er, then the last major thing I have is uh, there was an interesting tweet uh, about... So, Mark Zuckerberg put on... Uh, like posted a picture of of himself and in uh, as a like, like as a uh, celebration of five hundred million people using Instagram. Um, and and apparently, within the picture is a picture of uh, or is is a shot of his computer, which uh, the camera is covered with tape. the mic jack is covered with tape. And apparently he uses Thunderbird as his email client. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, he might know something that we don't know. Yeah. Oh, I think Yeah, that that just reminds me of uh this one story where he was interviewed uh <clears throat> by a big a big newspaper and with and in that interview like the in the article of that interview uh, it was mentioned that Oh, who was like the head of the CIA or whatever? Popped his head into the room and was like, "Oh, hi, Mark," and <laughs> kind of walked off. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, uh. <laughs> <Ay, ay, ay. laughs> Yeah, I mean, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Yeah, I
1: don't. I don't know. So that's that's what I've got. By and large, I mean, Yeah. You
0: know, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's let's hear it, Henning. What uh, any new developments at work? Is it how is it? Are you learning um, some cool stuff?
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm bumping along and uh, still doing sort of Laravel training and actually back into uh, JSON API, uh, trying to get that to work with uh, some different libraries. Um, so just. It's really it's it's um it's one of those feelings where I don't know what to call it like not feeling dumb per se but it's like oh there's so much new stuff and it's like not drowning but it's I don't know anything kind of thing you know yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel but uh, it's kind of it's kind of rough and just digging through stuff so but I'm actually liking it a lot because um yeah, just the stack is nice. The 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 new framework is, is really awesome. And um, yeah, it's just fun for a change to do things with uh, newer technology, I guess. So yeah, that's, cool. yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I just had uh, sort of so one brief update while we were on political stuff. Um, I just, uh, a comment I made last time on the show saying that, you know, I was sort of... Um, sick and tired of not being able to do anything or basically feeling helpless about this whole gun violence issue. And and so I've been doing quite a bit of um, research. And um, there is actually an organization, it's called Everytown.org, and that is a, a merger of uh, two other organizations, uh, and I won't go into too much detail, but um, that does seem to be sort of the... Um, the most or the best organized organization also with quite a bit of money behind it um, Mr. Bloomberg as well as mr. Buffett are part of this and uh, that's Warren Buffett and um, so I joined them and um, I'm making donations to them maybe that will do some good we'll see so there is there is something to do if you want to go beyond just calling your local representatives or your state representatives mm-hmm. and telling them to get their act together because yeah. obviously they didn't because uh, the votes didn't pass what was it yesterday
1: yeah so the good news days, is two
2: days ago so
1: <clears throat> the good news if you can call it good news um there are a bunch of uh house rep- uh, representatives in the house of representatives have done a sit-in uh on the floor in Congress <laughs> and they are refusing to get up until they open up the vote again. Uh um, oh, unfortunately wow. it is um a more conservative uh kind of so the house is is has more conservative members than uh liberal um which, unfortunately, in this particular case, there seems to be a bit more along the party lines um, as in terms of willing to even bring up the issue. And that's really difficult because the Speaker of the House, um, Paul Ryan, is not even willing to set the vote up again. Um, this is the problem with having like people vote based on their party as opposed to voting based on the people who have elected them. And... The party says, "No, no, 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 we will not talk about guns. Just, just, let, nope, 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 no talking about guns." Um, and whereas ninety percent of people in the u s are kind of sick and tired of nobody talking about it <clears throat> and really want something to happen. So there are there are people in Congress who genuinely care and are trying. Um, they have had to resort to like like 1960s. type of of uh protesting but you know what whatever whatever they need to do uh at this point i'm just like please let's just at least have the conversation but they won't even let us do that anyway yep
0: there was actually a really good uh, episode of on the media um last week i think about this whole issue and what i found interesting was um there was um one part of the story where um they were kind of digging into the second amendment and what it actually says and <clears throat> i found it interest- i found interesting that the so the the wording in the second amendment is actually not <coughs> super clear about uh, the right to bear arms and stuff mm-hmm. like that because it's it kind of says something about um, an armed militia is support is you know allowed to have guns and then what they also said is that there is a comma in a weird place that grammatically doesn't make any sense which makes it super hard to interpret the what it's actually supposed to mean that whole amendment it says that it says somewhere within that sentence or paragraph or something it says the people have the right to bear arms, but what exactly that means is not very clear, and there's actually a lot of scholars, like they're actually they called them second Amendment scholars, which is weird. <laughs> it's like it's the only yeah. thing they read you know the whole day I don't know, but um that that had a lot of difficulty to really basically with with a lot of clarity, say what it's supposed to mean. And when and at some point then this gun lobby um, you know just stated that okay, it, it just picked out this one piece of the sentence, the people have the right to bear arms or something like that. and just and just took that as that is the law, right? This is what we want to push. and then and then and then that's what it what has has become and it, this is so yeah. weird right because people are always referencing the second amendment but it's actually it's actually they're not really talking about it they're just talking it, it it just has become this monster and it has become this like unequivocally everybody is is allowed to you know own tanks and like rockets and whatever <laughs> <laughs> and that's it you know and you're not allowed to do anything or to regulate in any type or form and stuff like that. And actually, th- they also said that the president that, that um, put this into law that the people have the right to bear arms, I don't know who it was, was it Reagan, Reagan or something like that, was talking about regulation and that regulation, w- expected regulation also to happen in that field. Mm-hmm. But, but, but the, um, the lobby lobbyists or the gun lobby or whatever just pushed it mm-hmm. through like that it's uh, it's quite fascinating interesting uh history of this this stuff
1: mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. super fascinating
2: yeah. Ah. indeed
0: put that in the- i
2: think we're gonna have a lot of links in this show <laughs> yes yay links this is good
0: this is good this is yay
1: good. ah Cleo, what have you
0: seen um yeah so i've been um um i've been working at work and um actually wanted to give a, another shout out to browserify uh, one mm. the, yeah another you know one of the the big uh substack uh packages basically um because browserify is really uh, very capable and flexible like it, it's 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 pretty amazing i just have so, okay, I'm gonna say why I say that. So, at work, I'm we're, we're migrating from Angular 1 to Angular 2, and it, it works a little bit differently how, you know, t- like, Angular, the application is loaded, and we have to, we also have to kind of support, um, so we are basically, we are creating this kind of uh, application stack, uh, and like, with build tools, and, Everything around it, so that other teams within the company can start writing or can write their applications in Angular. And there's going to be like like a like a surrounding application, the main application that we're kind of building with like a main navigation and stuff like that. And then within that application, other Angular applications mm-hmm. will be loaded, you know, lazy loaded and stuff like that. In order to do that with um, with this uh, new Angular. Two kind of all everything has changed thing, like we decided we want to um, want to separate all of Angular two out because Angular two, the, like the base, um, the base library and all the modules that come with Angular two, they have to be available for all these applications, not not just for what we're building, but all the applications that are lazy loaded into this frame that we're building, basically. And in order to do that, I need to bundle up. Um, angular and that was a little bit different to what we were doing before and i so i wanted to figure out okay so how can i take this application that i'm building which is or this, this applications this application that i have which contains an angular application which has dependencies to angular obviously and how can i tell browserify please take a specific set of, bun- um, of packages out and bundle it into its own JavaScript file and then take, and then, the, and then the rest of it is the other JavaScript file. So basically I just want the application code as its own bundle and I want all the dependencies, the angular dependencies and basically the library stuff in the other bundle. But in order to do that, right, you have to tell basically Browserify has to now Take specific packages out of this wh- out of the whole application, put it in its own bundle, but also make sure that the application itself um, still is requiring those, but it's not bundled into this application. And it's actually uh, super easy to do that with Browserify. And it took me a while to figure this out because the browserify documentation is not necessarily the best ever. I mean, it has basically everything in the documentation (coughs) that you would want to need, that you would want to know, and everything you need really for doing this, but sometimes the wording is not very clear because this browserify like, uh, so on the command line, you can say browserify um, require, so dash dash require Now, and this, that's where it starts to become confusing because within your code, within your code and your application that you're writing, you're using require all the time because you're writing like node code uh, in order to require packages. Um, And well, in the case of writing ES6 code, then you say, then use ES6 modules, but still in the the back of your head, you're like, okay, this is, you know, it's it's been translated to common JS which uses require so 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 this uh, so on the command line you can say browserify dash dash require and then for instance Angular Core and then pipe that into a bundle JS and what that what that does is that it takes this this um, package that you said browserify please require this it puts it into this bundle and then adds like this require wrapper around it so that if you if you um, use this bundle in your uh, put it into an index html via script tag then all the javascript that's below that can actually use the require keyword or the require function to require this package is it, is that a, you understand what i mean that's <laughs> become too complicated already
2: my brain exploded okay, okay. <laughs>
0: Okay, I'm sorry. This is very hard to to explain <laughs> without showing it because it actually is just, it's very, sim- okay. But in this, in that case, I'm not tr- going to try to explain it. I'm just going to say it's very simple. It's, so basically what I needed to do was just to say, hey, browserify, and then I had this keyword require, and then list all the packages that I needed in, in this one bundle. Please make this one bundle um, out of... All of these packages like angular core, angular HTTP, angular router, blah blah blah, blah blah. So that's my mm. angular all bundle. and then um, I had to and then I uh, had to make another bundle with browserify where I do something similar where mm. I have the same list of modules or packages that that I made a bundle out of before. It's the same exact list, but I tell this bundle now with a different parameter on the command line that please exclude those because they will be available later on in the browser through this other bundle. So anyway, Mm. I'm not going to go on and on about it, but it was just cool to find out that there was actually just an easy way to do this. It's just like at the end of the day, I think I wrote a little script and it's like 10 10 lines of code or something like that. And it's just cool to see that uh, Browserify... Is so flexible and so versatile, and you know, you you can you can solve a lot of different problems with it. So, so it yeah. sounds
2: like it just lets you cleanly split things up. Is it does how? exactly, yeah. and there's
0: yeah. also other packages that that can do stuff like that automatically for you, where they um, where they kind of create those different bundles. So basically, you say. Um, I have two entry points. So for instance, if you, would, uh, if you imagine you have an application and if you route two different um, pages, so to speak, of this application, different routes, they could have their own kind of uh, um, entry, like their own JavaScript that these pages need. And then you could, you can point this package at those two entry point JavaScript files and this package, and this this program then will figure out on its own what are all the dependencies that both of these applications need and make one bundle out of it. And then what are the what are the um, the things that only those two entry point applications need, and then make two other bundles out of it. And then it, like imp- like there's also some sort of lazy loading implemented and it just like it everything just works. And it's like split up in perfect kind of portions so that you have the minimum of JavaScript that you're loading, uh, wherever you are on this nice. in this application. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's really interesting what you can do. <coughs> what you can do there, um, and I think that 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 basically all these bundlers. There's also System JS in there. I think Require JS also used to do that. Webpack obviously. Also does that. So they, this is n- this is not some, some like novel functionality that Browserify only does. Like I think all these bundlers have a a way of doing that. So it's it's actually a common common thing. But yeah, y- you not you don't get confronted with it very early on uh, or very often when you're dealing with uh, building applications because it's an optimization step at some point, mm-hmm. mostly right because you wanna make sure you don't load all of the javascript in the beginning once your application has has reached a certain size yep. yeah yeah mm-hmm. so just a, sh- a shout out to browserify cool stuff
1: yay browserify woohoo
0: ah <laughs> 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 uh, cool cool what else um so how's re- did you did you do some more work with react yes um, yes
1: Slowly, slowly but surely, it's it's been a um, it's tough because there's only so much time that I have per week to work on it. Though I um, am probably gonna work on it more this coming week than um, than I have in the past. Uh, but basically, we are currently trying to make um, so what we'd like to do is to slowly transition our code base to make it so that we have a hundred percent driven react templates so that we can load them server side first and then only change things as needed, uh, for whatever pages. And that'll allow us to completely componentize our, our website. Um, and, uh, but like we want to transition. So right now all of our templates are written in handlebars. And so we use happy as our, as our web framework, um, and or our, our backend framework, I guess. And, um, for our website. I don't know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> frameworks are hard. <laughs> Language is hard. Um, but but figuring out how to get happy. So we, we have a proof of concept where we have a brand new happy server that can handle both handlebars and React at the same time. Um, but, or like JSX rather, handlebars and JSX templates. But the, our current, we, we've tried to make our current website do that instead, and that hasn't quite worked out the way we wanted to. Um, it keeps popping up random errors here and there. And I think a lot of it's just going to be figuring out what it is that's exactly going wrong. like where like what's what's wrong with it? where Where are things just a little bit off? Um, mm-hmm. So so that's gonna be uh, my task for probably the rest of this week is is figuring out how to make that work. But we've started making components with like kind of inline CSS like trying to do CSS for the component what I kind of, what I really love about react is this idea of a completely componentized system where each component has the JavaScript the HTML and the CSS all in all in itself mm-hmm. um, and that's really kind of cool and I want to try to do more of that. Yeah. Um, but figuring out exactly the way the way to do it in our in our own system is going to be a little tricky.
0: so but cool. so, so basically, the decision is made. you're going to use react
1: um it is it is like nine it is it's eighty percent made. We have to we have to prove that we can do it. Like we've we've mm. proven a proof of concept, and so that part we're like yes, we are sold. Um, but we need to make it work in our current code base because we're not we do not have the time or the the like number of people to just redo our entire website and react from scratch. Mm-hmm. So we need to be we need to find a way to be able to slowly transition to it, and um, the best way to do that is to have. Both handlebars and JSX templates side by side. Yeah, and so that part's really interesting. It's also really interesting because neither, like, none of my me or my coworkers are React experts. In fact, for pretty much all of us, none, none of us had ever touched React until we were like, "Hey, wonder if this if this could be a thing that we could do," which was in the last like two to three months. So we're and you know we're spending maybe three hours a week playing with it Mm -hmm. so we are very much not experts but it's fairly straightforward for getting started and playing around with it and um and I like it I like it a lot I have some coworkers who are like "Er, I don't know this seems like a bad idea here are all my concerns I'm like okay give me all of your concerns and let's go through them one by one and like one of them was well what about server-side rendering it's like well we can do that oh, okay, well, um, <laughs> what, about, what about style sheets and, or style guides? And I'm like, well, how about these different options? And it's like, oh, oh, oh okay. Um, well, well, what about, how is it actually faster? And I'm like, okay, well, here we have two components who are exactly the same. And let's, let's do one in you know, regular vanilla JavaScript slash jQuery and let's do one in React. The one in React was so much faster to build. It was so much faster to build it in React than with like JavaScript jQuery
0: mm-hmm, because
1: mm-hmm. not everybody on our team knew everything there was to know about jQuery. So like there are lots of little gotchas in jQuery that you only really fully understand if you've been doing it for a while. Mm-hmm. Whereas with React they've thought about they've thought enough about most of the things that people are going to want to do with React components. And they've made it really, really easy. So you're like, okay, well, on when I when I click this thing, I want this other thing to happen. And it's like, okay, well, here's where you put that function. Here's where you put the the little attribute to say that, that this is where things are going to be changing and blah, 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 and done. Whereas with jQuery, you have to define your own function and define your own attributes and define this and define that. And then what about these things? Then make it modular and make it testable and da, da, da. And you're just like, oh, my God, this is so ridiculous. This is so much work. Whereas with React, it was like, oh, well, let's just do this. Let's, let's play. Let's do this thing. Bing. Oh, my God, it worked. Oh, my God, that's so cool. You know, And then and you just keep playing and playing and playing. Um, the one major thing that's missing right now is just the testing question. Um, but it looks like there are lots of testing options. So it's a solved problem. It, we just haven't done it yet because yeah. we've been working with the concepts. Yeah. Um, but hey, you know. Sounds and good. So so now the coworkers who are like, I don't know, and they're like, yes, yes, yes,
0: yes, yes, We'll play the React <laughs> 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 Nice, cool. So yeah. sounds good, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nice.
1: So, yeah, and uh, yeah, do we have any any new um, reviews?
2: Nope. Nope. Oh. No, no. No. No.
0: So sad. <clears throat> sad, but hey i mean no more v- reviews could come yes yeah <laughs> yeah it's a possibility it's it's absolutely <laughs> a possible future that i can imagine yes. yep yep <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Well, and and in that case. Let's see if um, we come.
2: No. <laughs> All
1: right, friends. So yes. y'all know what to do now.
2: <laughs> no, if you wanna if you wanna help the show out a little bit and uh, make it more discoverable for others, it's uh, whatever's happening in the, in the Apple factory. Um, but um, basically, if you give us a review or make a review, then it makes the show findable for other people and that would help us grow our listenership. So that would be awesome.
0: Exactly. Yes, and uh, we are also on Twitter, at ReactivePod. I am Khalil Tweets on the Twitter. Um,
1: Yes, and I am (laughs) Rockbot on the Twitter. And you can find our show notes at Reactive.audio. And you probably already said that.
0: Did you reset that? Yeah, this? It's, no. It's, it's. Yeah,
2: an episode. This is episode forty-three. Wow. Oh and my goodness. Uh, yeah, I think we're qu- quickly approaching the one-year mark. I, I mean, it's,
1: it's only nine more
0: episodes. <laughs> yeah, nine well, more
1: episodes. But we should, by, we
0: should we should we yeah. should uh, we should go by the date, no? I think. Yeah, the, I don't know. A, a while ago. No. <laughs> Okay, we we didn't do every single week. I think we had two like three weeks or so. I think
1: we've we've missed a few weeks. Yeah, so
2: second week in July or something.
1: So, here's what I think we should do I think we should put it up to a vote. (laughs) (laughs) It seems to be election season.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: just because. So, um, come into our Slack channel, which you can access from our reactive.audio show notes link. Um, Come into our, our Slack channel. And let us know, should we, should we count our one year by the number of episodes or by the number or by like calendar date? The choice is yours. Yes, because we're a
2: weekly, supposedly a weekly show, then that's why we're asking, I guess, right? Exactly.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Because then we're going to do something fun for our one year. Whatever, however, which way we decide to celebrate that.
2: But I might be in a kayak.
1: <laughs> then, then Henning will call in from the kayak. Yeah.
0: Okay. Satellite, uh, skypin Exactly. We like only exactly. uh, we'll need audio,
1: uh, Henning. That's all we yeah, need. We
2: that's right. Need. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm H Glattergott on Twitter, and uh, I will talk to you next week. Okay. Night. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.